You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We are the Elsers. Welcome to Elsner's, a production of Galactic Network. I'm Gregor Sprague, and joining me is guest host Sean Burns. Sean, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. How are you? Doing pretty good. For all info on the show, including show notes and subscription links, go to elsners.com. And for other Galactic Network programs, go to gncasts.com. And on Elsner's, we tend to shoot our mouths off without thinking, so we will both spoil things and swear liberally. You have been warned. So we are also joined by the person who I, I like getting like pointing out people's firsts on our show because you know it's fun you know first so he is our first Elsner's Galactic Network Patreon exclusive that we've had and that is uh, Mr. Peter Fisher he joined me a couple days ago and we talked all about the uh, Wonder Woman movie and all that and that was the a patreon exclusive unless i messed it up and put the audio out for everyone as well which hey happy accident (laughs) (laughs) peter how you doing sir i'm good a little bit rainy and windy here today but other than that it's good sorry i sent that your way (laughs) yeah knocked down a couple trees around town and luckily we still have power so yeah, that's, that's definitely good. good. Yeah. So let's jump into the news. And um, for those of you guys who are wondering where Corey is at, he is on assignment. That's code for he went upstate or something. I have no idea what. Corey went to the big house? I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey is like this week is just really busy for him um, with work and um, podcast of terror uh, recorded on Monday. So we would have had to push Elsner's back a day anyways. And then he had a thing on Tuesday and then he had a thing on Wednesday and I'm busy on Thursday nights. So surprise. Um, it's actually back to one of the original time slots that the Elsner's had way back in the spreecast days. But let's get into the news. And the first news story is that Stranger Things star Charlie Heaton is in talks to to join the X-Men spin-off New Mutants. Now, this is also tied in with the fact that they already have Anya Taylor-Joy and Maisie Williams already signed on for the New Mutants project. Um, and also the other one that is like sort of a combo story here is that there are going to be three X-Men movies next year or, you know, movies in the X-Men universe with... Um, uh, Deadpool number two, then you have Dark Phoenix and New Mutants coming out. So this is really cool. And for those of you guys who do not know, oh, I wish I remembered what he played um, in New Mutants. But uh, Charlie Heaton, he played the uh, Will's brother. The photographer. Um, yeah, the photographer in Stranger Things. And great actor. And then, of course, uh, Maisie Williams is um, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. 
and Anya Taylor Joy was just in the movie Split. Um, but yeah, this is. Oh, and sorry, he, uh, Heaton is also going to play Sam Guthrie, also known as Cannonball, which we've already seen his power in Deadpool number one, done by uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. So how do how do you guys feel about these about this? Uh, you know, the casting choices and the fact that it seems like Fox is doing more mutants and getting away from the first class, it looks like. Although the Dark Phoenix would sort of suggest that they're doing it. It looks like they're doing it as like a three-pronged attack or having like different different part of their production company, different production companies doing each of the separate movies which yeah. makes sense because of the short turnaround on it. Uh, maybe it's instead of like the uh, the big tentpole movies that the other companies are doing, they're going for the shotgun approach. Like we'll throw out as much as we can and hopefully they'll all stick and we'll make, make our money back by not having one huge movie, but three smaller, mo- smaller movies. Yeah. Um, also, in because this this is in the Hollywood Reporter article that um, Anna Taylor Joy will be playing Magic, um, also known as Ileana Rasputin, um, and then and Maisie Williams will play uh, Rain Sinclair, aka Wolfsbane, which that one I have more of a nitpick with because Maisie Williams is not Scottish, like brain sinclair is uh is scottish and, and all that so but the other one i mean anya taylor joy i could see her playing magic or playing uh magic who's, in the actually, who's actually colossus's little sister yeah um and just a total badass in the comic books i mean got a giant anime style sword that has souls in it and um is in the comics trained by um mephisto? by dr strange and, and and mephisto she she was you know at one point more demon than girl um but in later on in the comics she gets trained by dr strange to control the more magic side of her powers now the question is whether whether disney will let that be a part of the story like let just loan Cumberbatch for like a scene or two. Oh, the fans would crap their pants if that happened. Yeah, like, like, oh yeah, here's here's Benedict Cumberbatch. Wait, what? <laughs> well, from a from a casting standpoint, I I'll be honest, my comic book knowledge is less than I would like it to be, but I'm working on catching all that up. Uh, but so actually matching them to the characters, I don't know how well I can speak to that, but you know, he, Charlie Heaton was amazing in um, Stranger Things. Yep. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy was great in Split. Split was a fantastic movie, um, and all of the actors played fan, you know, really great parts in it. And then um, you know, Maisie Williams, despite not being Scottish or whatever, I mean, she's Arya Stark. She's got the cachet to be able to do it. Um, you know, so strictly from an actor standpoint, I like the people that they have involved with the project. And 
uh, you know, what Peter was saying about, you know, the shotgun effect of trying to get as many of these out as possible and, you know, maybe they're marketing. And I sure hope so, because, you know, I, I think we, I don't think we're, we're hitting oversaturation. I mean, we've got superheroes everywhere, but I think, you know, at this point, we're still in the more the merrier stage. So, you know, keep them coming and keep, you know, giving us different people and different stories. We don't need, you know, all Superman, all Batman, all Wonder Woman. You know, we can take all the other characters and, and really get to start to know them too. Although they might be taking their clue from Deadpool because they didn't spend a lot of money on it, yet mm -hmm. it grossed a whole lot. So that back, they're not going to have a 200 million movie and hope to make the 200 million back they'll have like 120 million 80 million movie mm -hmm. and it's a bit better chance to recoup their uh investment yeah i look at um i look at this and uh wolf spain is scottish um so i think i was actually right on it yeah but i i look at this as the other thing that they could easily take from deadpool is the involvement from the creators of the characters so new mutants um done by chris claremont um so you know i could easily see you know and these characters were created by him too um by him and bob Mc, uh bob mcleod um who, who did the art for it so it's like you know get them involved in here because i mean chris claremont's still doing great comic books and i've heard a lot of people i think Corey included who came into x-men because of chris claremont um you know chris claremont i believe he did also did days of futures past the yeah. the the comic book version and so you know i mean it's just like yeah if, if they're involved with it it's like like the like remotely as much as uh rob liefeld was you know with I, I think rob liefeld gave advice with it when it came to deadpool you know, like how like what do they think here but that was mainly because ryan reynolds wanted that you know it's because yeah. you know, he's like go to the source who's the dude who knows knows this character better the guy who created the character so like that's where i look at this um as for the other two i mean deadpool okay obviously because again you know they've made the mo they made the first one it was a big success um why not do do a second one and then dark phoenix I mean, they did, they sort of did the, did, did this before with the three, thir with X-Men 3, but X-Men 3 was not the best. I mean, the best part in that for me was the casting of, um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on Kelsey Grammer as Beast, because mm -hmm. that's, that's one of them castings. I'm like, yep. I mean, you get one of the most intellectual people. Actually, him and Alan Cummings. I liked both those casting choices for the blue characters in, in X-Men. Um, but the interesting part is where th these are going to land are going to end up. New Mutants is set to come out in April, on April 13th next year. Um, Deadpool is actually going to be in the heart of summer. It's going to be on, um, May, uh, on May 1st. So that also tells me that June first, or sorry, June first, yeah, um, June first. So you know, the kicking off in a lot of ways and going up against, you know, the other the big tentpole uh, superhero movies because that's usually where we get a lot of 
that's when Wonder Woman came out this yeah. year. Yeah, that's when Wonder Woman came out. Was it was it there? And then Dark Phoenix is taking on the Marvel X. Um, I oh, I wish Beat still had the one graphic, but, but it comes out November second, and that's been where a lot of like Thor Ragnarok is going to come out. I don't know this year in in November, and so we'll get probably like Cap Marvel or something like that coming up in that time as well. So that's the other interesting part for me is where they're putting these out. Yeah. I, you know, the other thing that really excited me about this article is they're talking about how this is going to be given a horror thriller bent, the new mutants. And I think that's a really interesting and good idea. You know, with Deadpool, you had the more adult humor and the superhero that was, but you know, all of them have a little bit of humor in them, but Deadpool was a comedy for, you know, all intents and purposes. Giving this one the kind of thriller horror is going to be, I think, an interesting take on it. I guess they're probably going to go, obviously, for the R rating, so it's going to be, um, you know, that more gritty part that people have been saying that they want from some of the superhero movies without having to put it in things like Avengers and, you know, Captain America and stuff like that. Um, those can still remain somewhat light, somewhat, you know, family-friendly fun, but then also have this other set with Deadpool. Logan was much more, you know, in the gritty mode. And then, you know, this uh, New Mutants being a horror thriller, I think is is an interesting idea for them. And I really, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. I'm wondering if the horror comes from Warlock being with them, because if you don't know who Warlock is, and you probably all know who he is. He's a an alien sort of Borgish type living yep. living circuitry who's who's broken off from the main his his people. And in in the uh, New Mutant run, they came and tried to take over the take over humanity and the world. So that might be part of the part of the storyline. Although I'm not seeing anything about the story in the in the article yeah. no the other interesting part is because i just looked and this is according to wikipedia where you know anyone can edit wikipedia but according to the thing the dark phoenix has the best at least on the marvel side the cleanest shot at you know dominating the winter because there's nothing coming out in the fall of 2018 except for the hand solo movie but that's like christmas well, yeah. and practically yeah 2019 so so yeah because the marvel cinematic universe they have a big a big year coming out um or for 2018 as well because you've got black panther in the valentine's day slot <clears throat> avengers infinity war comes out in may on may 4th <laughs> star wars day um ant-man and the wasp come out in july so that's i believe going to be well, no, Deadpool would have been out for about a month then. Um, and then that's it. The next one is Captain Marvel in 2019. So, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, with the exception of the Han Solo movie, there's not really, I don't think, any, you know, geeky movies, like, you know, geeky, nerdy movies that are going to be competition for for a lot of these movies. You said that was November of 2018? Yeah. 
November 16th, 2018, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2 is set to release. And thank you for proving me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just, when you said that, I'm like, wait, November, that's got to be Fantastic Beasts. It's two years later. It's got to be right in that wheelhouse somewhere. So as long as they hit all their production goals and stuff like that. that but, you know, that said, there, it's, you know, that's not a superhero movie. So, it, you know, it is still kind oh, yeah. of as far as the superhero genre goes but yeah and also i mean you look you think about this you have february april like may june july mm. all with a, a marvel superhero movie in it mm-hmm. i mean it's like oh my god like i'm sitting here thinking like you know we had it with you know guardians of the galaxy in may and then this month it was uh, Super or Super Wonder Woman, and then you know next month it's Spider Man Homecoming, and I'm like, wow, this is really fun. Then it's like, oh yeah, hey, that's warm up, son. Get ready for next year because next year you're almost gonna live in the movie theaters, going and seeing all these movies. <laughs> Although I hope it doesn't get to the point like it is in the comic book comic book things where they'll have. Oh, special cover on it. It's only only made one million of them, so go and get it now. Like having the 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 quantity high, but the quality not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're what four years away from that, four or five years away from them going, all right, and rebrand time. It's now D- hmm. it's the DC's new 52 in the film universe. <laughs> and Marvel now. Here's your new Captain America number one and, and stuff like that. I, I I hope that joke does not become like at all true. <laughs> Although it, it, that would be a good excuse to bring Morales in as Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which was oh. another thought about the what they could do with with the uh, the Venom movie that they're doing. Mm-hmm. That instead of having Peter Parker Spider-Man fighting against Venom, they could have the new Spider-Man in it as like a uh have it not as him being the main character, but like a background character as an introduction to him into the world. Yeah. I, I mean that yeah, I could see that that and that would be really cool. Um but oh gosh, uh, Sean, what do you think of that? Um, you know, it, potentially it could be interesting. That's actually one of my problems with comic books is that it gets difficult to sometimes follow storylines because all of a sudden you've got three different people who are all Spider-Man in three different books, and I think we're already starting to see some of that when we look at the DC side between the TV and the movie stuff. You've got two different actors playing the flash and from TV and the movies. And now if, you know, Barry Allen kind of moves on from the flash TV show as the main character and it focuses more on Wally West, you're going to have one flash in the movies, one flash on TV, you know? So to me, that would be a detriment, but I understand where a lot of people would like to see that variety of, you know, the different Spider-Man or, or, you know, um, the different characters and things like that that all are the same superhero but are slightly variation. 
Well, the the CU universe is really handling that good with the multiverse. They just okay. There's multiple places where there's different people. Everything is okay. Oh yeah. And and uh, once again, getting back to uh, watching, I watch Emergency Awesome. The the Charlie there says there's no way that Grant Gustin's not going to be on the TV show next year. They'll just figure out another way of him coming back because in the, in the uh, in the comics that's happened too that that uh, Barry's disappeared for twenty years and then all of a sudden he emerges from the Speed Force coming back after Wally's been the Flash for like yep, twenty years. Did, they and coincidentally enough they did the reverse. Ha 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 of that recently with rebirth it was because flash he was gone from uh, crisis on infinite earths to final crisis i believe is when he yeah. came back and then and for the new 52 they totally redid it where everyone's like okay we'll ex like the newer comic book fans were accepting of the reality of okay this is a different world you know i don't have to really know all that history you know, except they'll tell me that history that is needed. Um, and then Rebirth was essentially, you know, that final crisis where, hey, here's Wally West. You know, the white Wally West, the one who was the Flash for 20 years. You know, when a lot of people read comic books. And was actually the basis of the Flash for um, for Justice League on the, the cartoon show doing all like, basically coming back just like barry allen did and we even saw that with guy gardner or not guy gardner um uh, jay garrick. well no uh, jay garrick in the comic books recently too he just did the same thing um but it didn't have the right effect because he's sitting there going remember me and that was part of, from the button that they just did in the comic books but no so all in all i look at this and I think it is really good. I think this is, you know, I mean, the Deadpool one, obvious. You know, the New Mutants, I'm excited because I had been screaming, well, not, not literally, but I've been wishing this to happen for the longest time since they rebooted and did X-Men First Class, and it's like, oh, well, here's our here's our new Char Professor Xavier. Okay, you're, okay, cool. You know, that's sort of going to happen. And then beast and all these other characters I'm like you do know there's other characters like you do know like colossus didn't get a lot of screen time in the in the original trilogy um you know kitty pride you know x23 there's all these other ones that i gravitated towards you know just from reading the marvel wikipedias you know the marvel wikis that they that they got out there of the history I'm like oh this this character sounds so cool oh but they're not you know Gene Gray, Scott Summers, Logan. Because this gets back to the the movie producer goes, see, this is what you do to get a get a big <laughs> good movie. You gotta have stars. One star. That's good. You don't want to confuse the people. They're kind of stupid. You do one guy and him and him and him. 18 movies until he says, Hey man, I'm gone. Okay, we gotta find a new Wolverine. Little girl, okay, we can we can handle that. <laughs> because because like deadpool it was the first movie where the people making it says no you're not coming in and said okay yeah we've got these we love these stories okay we're throwing 90 percent of it out 
and just keeping one percent and that'll be a great movie the comic book people would like it what what the uh, ryan reynolds and the rest of us no this is how it goes this is how the comic book goes we're gonna have it have it be true and not just like those real life stories based on a true events and like nothing's like it was they're they're going the comics had it like this we're gonna have it like that we're not gonna just think oh that's that's shiny let's look at that all the time and leave the everything go to go its own way yeah all right so the next story is one that um ties into a movie that came out last week i believe or today today okay yeah sorry this week um and it is you know the the movie i'm talking i'm referring to is the mummy um and it's this setup for the big new um you know the universal monsters um universe that is going to be happening and so it looks like i guess the next movie is going to be titled the bride of frankenstein but that's not the big thing I'm, that I'm wanting to hit at. Um, and that is that they've added more creatures. And I, uh, you know, more in this universal area or universal monsters area, they're adding the Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Now, this comes off, there's no, hasn't been any casting for these characters, but this comes off of uh, Johnny Depp being cast as the Invisible Man. Um, Javier Bardem is cast as the monster, uh, as the as Frankenstein's monster or Frankenstein's monster, for the German people out there. And so, this I'm <clears throat> hearing this, I get excited. But then, I think Peter, you brought it up in pre-show that the Mummy movie hasn't gotten the best reviews. No. And also to mention uh, that what's his face, uh, Gladiator guy, he's playing Doc. He's playing Doctor Hyde, I believe, in the movie. Okay. So he's like the he's like your D- Professor Xavier to all the monsters, I guess. But uh, yeah. So what was the question? <laughs> so um, I haven't really got to the question yet. I mean, it's just. So what do you what do you think about this? I mean. We, we can hit on the mummy, but even the extended, you know, with this whole um, universal monsters, you know, the dark universe thing. What do you think about this um, as a something that, as the next uh, cinematic universe that's going to be coming out here? Well, I, I think for me, the, the, the thing that I want to know is why? Why do we need this? You know, I understand the DC universe. You've got your crossovers and you've got your justice league marvel you've got your um you know you got your avengers your harry potter universe you've got now fantastic beasts and stuff like that what exactly are they going to do that is going to necessitate all of these people being in the same universe i almost get a really bad like we're going to get um abbott and costello meet you know, Frankenstein. <laughs> that was going to be my joke. That was the main thing. It's going to be a bad boy. <laughs> it just, it just smacks of a bad Scooby-Doo episode or something. And it's, I just, I don't understand why we need this. Redoing all these movies, making, you know, making a hunchback in Notre Dame that is scary, gritty, edgy, whatever. I'm for that. 
but mm -hmm. why does it have to exist in the same universe as the mummy and the invisible man and things like that why can't we just have these things be standalone i think the reason was they wanted to do the um you know like the the whole universal monsters thing where they're you know you got like uh, uh the creature from black lagoon fighting you know uh, frankenstein's monster and you know and different things like that like you know and fighting the werewolf and fighting you know like they wanted that and so how do you do that well take a page out of marvel's book and do us do a whole shared universe there and to where they're you know you're getting it going that way it's not bad Scooby Doo. It's bad Godzilla. Then, so yeah, but it. maybe they should have taken two pages from the Marvel playbook and have like a grand story arc for the all the movies together, and not just well we're gonna do it okay and then we'll bring this in and the what they could have done without announcing this dark universe is do like what they did with uh, the Shyamalan's movies. Like at the end of Split, you find out, oh, it's in the same place as Unbreakable. Have the mummy as itself, and then have the invisible man, and then Frankenstein, and then in the end of the Frankenstein, have the mummy or someone from the mummy show up and find out that after six hours of movie, Oh, it's all in the same place rather than yeah telling you right at the beginning. It's all in the same universe type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it seems very artificial to do it this way. That we're doing it as a universe because that's the cool hip thing to do right now. So that's what we're gonna do. No, it definitely does it definitely does have that screaming of well, hey, what's the big thing right now? Because I mean, you know, even in the comic book side of things, Valiant is doing a shared universe. But with there with that, it's it does seem like it's more their big hitters are gonna be on the big screen. Um, and then like the some of their other, you know, smaller titles are going to be on, you know, like TV or even some of it was like the web. Like I think they were working on a Ninjak movie with uh Jason David Green, um, or no, sorry, Jason David Frank, the original Green Power Ranger. Um, as in one of the roles there but i mean yeah I, I i agree with you guys i do think this is share like 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 even with doing how, how they're oh, excuse me how they're doing with the mummy where you have russell crowe playing dr jekyll you know that to me screams like okay cool that's how you do it not have all the trailers and i've only seen one trailer i've seen one trailer and then i've seen two tv spots where the TV spots they do, um, and I was mentioning this, they were on Comedy Central. They actually read, they had the various actors reading the script, like verbatim, including these stage notes. And that part was cool. But I've seen the same trailer of, oh, Tom Cruise finds a thing or finds this tomb, you know, finds, you know, apparently this, the sand got so crazy over in Egypt where it covered up a, you know, a, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of that. Um, the the Sphinx, yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, the thing with the face and the the lion body, yeah, um, the Sphinx, the Sphinx, and oh, we go in here and oh, there's the tomb, and oh, we're gonna take this tomb back and helicopter or plane. Oh, he dies, and wait, he's not dead. I've seen that trailer like 
at every movie that I've gone and seen that wasn't Marvel. And I'm like, there's other trailers, right? Like, it's not like there's other ones out. They're just not doing a um, what whatever that Tarzan movie was that had uh, Space Jackson. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, we're going to show you the same. We're going to show you the best footage from the movie to make the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of deal. Maybe they'll just tie them all together by having Tom Cruise run through every movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the through line. <laughs> just you're just gonna have Nick Morton all the way through. I'm like, oh my god, that's my face, that's my face. It's like, what does the dude have your face? What what's what what about your face? You know, I but I don't know. Um I guess final thoughts on that. Um, are you excited for the the mummy? Are you wanting to go see it? Probably not. I'll wait for it to be on Netflix. Yeah, same here. I'll wait for it. You know, it's uh, I I like these kinds of movies, but just the reviews have me scared at the moment. So, yeah, no, same here. This is like I got scared off with. Uh, um, Ghost in the Shell and a few other movies where it's like, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. And then I just hear the reviews and I'm like, um, yeah, when does it come out on DVD? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for the news. And real quick for the people listening, you guys got a little extra time on your hands. Do you want some experience at a, or as a social media manager? Well, we're looking for you. Um, the Galactic Network is a in search for someone to help us step up our facebook slash twitter slash instagram slash patreon game and oh did we forget to mention that this position pays the wonderful salary of nothing um but if you have the passion for community building are into sci-fi horror gaming comic books the paranormal and similar topics we'd love to hear from you you can email us at contact at gncasts that g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com Dave said I had to read that, so I read it. <laughs> Other positions like that would make you pay them $100 a week. Here, you save $100 by doing it for us. Exactly. How's that for, a, for a, a throw for it? That's honestly what I thought when I heard you do the that announcer voice earlier. I'm like, oh, can I get Peter to read this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is the else views. This is the time of the show where we talk about the different things that we are uh, we have been playing, watching, listening, or planning on listening to. Um, because Peter told me about his nerding out. Um, but let's so uh, as to not be greedy. Let's start out with uh, Sean. Sean, what are you? Um, I I hear you're into politics. Is that what I'm going to guess by your your pick here? Um, no, it's not really politics. <laughs> Um, I, I try to stay as far away from that as possible. Um, no, I'm working on a, a new history podcast that I'm going to start to release towards the end of the summer. And part of the preparation for that was doing um, some research, listening to other history podcasts so that I don't come off sounding too similar or, you know, also get a feel for what people are putting in their history podcasts. And I came across a great show that I wanted to, to share with people. And it's uh, called Our Fake History. And the tagline on it is a podcast about myths we think are history and history that might be hidden in myths. 
awesome stories that really maybe happened. Um, the the host of the show is named Sebastian Major. He's a history teacher, uh, and he he's got a great personality about him. It's a one mic show, and he just does a really good job of telling interesting stories. Um, they've done episodes on Billy the Kid and Atlantis, the Trojan War. Um, oops, sorry, I can't even read my own handwriting there. Oh, the Minotaur. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, was the Minotaur real? Was the, um, not was the Minotaur real so much as was the, uh, the labyrinth, a real place. And, uh, you know, he just has a really cool take on a lot of different things. And it's, it's a very interesting show. Um, and it's family friendly. My six-year-old has taken to every time we get in the car, asking me to put on our fake history. Um, so it's something the two of us can listen to together. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts out there right now that the true crime thing is just like through the roof, but those tend not to be something that you can listen to with your kids. And yeah. you know, our fake history is definitely mm-hmm. one. Um, and it's a uh, part of a, a d- the dark myths collective. So there's a lot of other podcasts that are in a kind of like a podcast community with them. And that's kind of how I found them. But uh, yeah, I would just recommend people. I'm binge listening to it uh, right now. And uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun and, and very informative. So, uh, you know, kudos to Sebastian for a, a great, great podcast. And it's at uh, ourfakehistory.com or just look up our fake history on your your favorite podcatcher. No, that sounds really cool. I mean, it sounds like as someone who I listen to podcasts a lot of time when I'm at work um, because, God, that picture gets me every time. <laughs> the picture behind me for the audio listeners, I'm going through the old, just doing a circle of all the old different uh, headshots or the thumbnail images that we've had for the show. And there's one of me with my uh, gear, Samsung gear VR on my head. I'm like, Oh, ugh, picture. But anyways, um, I, so I listen, I tend to listen to quite a bit of podcasts and this reminded me of like, of, of a show, like no such thing as a fish um, where it's, but instead of like the interesting facts, you know, that you almost couldn't believe to be true. It's the, it's like the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's like to use it in the internet culture, it would be like, um, oh, is it, everyone says, you know, that, that Shazam or that Sinbad movie called Kazam or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Everyone's like, yeah, I swear I remember seeing this show. And I'm like, okay, sure, cool. You know, tell us more about this, mo- this movie that you watched because, I mean, I remember Sinbad just dressing like a genie, not being a genie. And then, and stuff like that. But, no, I, 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 this sounds really cool, and I actually am, am really excited. I think I might check this out myself. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Peter, you have you, your pick. What, what did you bring forth to us? Is the uh, new album coming up from Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, which is a – well, they did this before with oh, – darn it. I forget uh, the uh, hidey, 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 high guy, uh, yeah. Cab Cab Calloway. Uh, they did a whole album of Cab Calloway covers. This one, they're doing it covers of three different people, all with the name Louie. So the album's name is Louie, 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 which is the band's 11th studio album and a salute to the music of Louis Armstrong, Louis Jordan, and Louis Prima. And it's coming out next Friday. 
and I've got a pre pre ordered from uh, iTunes, but you can also get it on Amazon and anywhere else the uh, music is sold. Uh, let's see. There we go. Yeah, so the uh, Cab Calloway one was how big can you get? And that was like four years ago. So yeah. this is, so they've got, let's see, where is it? Uh, and if you order, pre-order now from iTunes, you get three three of the songs from the album ahead of time. Uh, Dinah, Omari, and Whistle Stop, which is basically one song from each of the Louis. Nice. No, yeah, that's cool. I like I you mentioned this before um on the after show, I believe, for the Wonder Woman th- for the Wonder yeah. Woman one. And I this is this is going back before I started listening to Coverville, but I've I've enjoyed covers. Um you know, I got friends who are like, Oh, I don't like covers at all and it, and it's like with hanging out and listening to Coverville, it's like well, you realize that song that you do like is a cover and you know, and stuff like that, like um, so it's like hearing this and, and I've, I've heard, I've heard big, bad, big, bad voodoo daddy before. So it's like to hear, like, I always love hearing those different styles of music, like musicians covering, you know, songs that, that aren't in their, what you'd consider in their genre and bringing it in or them going to that genre. And so it's, I'm, I'm so, excited for this. Greg, are you telling me that somebody before Tiffany did I Think We're Alone Now? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Possibly. <laughs> and and <laughs> actually going back to our pre-show discussion, the Hoot, one of the Hooters songs, She Comes in Colors, is actually a cover too. I didn't l- know that until about five years ago when I was at, at, a, at the local record store and go, I know this song. <laughs> Wait, who's who's singing that? Oh yeah, it's from the sixties. Oh, I did not know. I always thought it would have been an original. Yeah, I didn't know that one either. No, the first one that the first time I actually came across this, and this is showing my age. Um, when I was a kid, it was, um, oh, it was I think Alabama did the their their original version of um a song that was later covered by the Backstreet Boys. Um, it was like one of the Backstreet Boys' first hits, and I'm like, "Wait, this is Backstreet Boys? Why are and and I'm like, you know, like 12 or something at this time. And I'm like, why are why is this country why is this country station playing pop music, but not with the singers? And then I'm like, and then someone said, well, that's a cover. I'm like, you know, this is the original version. I'm like, oh, okay. Can we play the Backstreet Boys version? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it just shows how young I am at times. <laughs> that happened yesterday on on Facebook. Someone put up the Scissor Scissors uh, Scissor Sisters song. I don't feel like dancing, and I had to put in the Hazy Dixie cover because <laughs> I think it, it's a superior song in every way. Oh yeah, yeah. Say su- a superior rendition because it's the same song. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's like that's. One of the things like I've actually um because you know for the longest time like like instead of just being like okay I listen to all music I was like all right I'm gonna listen to Christian music and I'm like wait these are covers of mainstream music songs done by these artists that I like so I have a playlist that I call nothing but covers and it's just bands that I'm like 
that I've listened to. And then just like, Oh, here's their version. Like one of my favorites is a band called house of heroes. And they have a, uh, a an EP called uh, house of heroes meets the Beatles, where it's just a three song EP and they cover um, like, like songs like Obla Di, Obla Da. Um, I wish I remembered the other two there's, and there's two other ones that are all really good. And I'm like, wow, this is great. Like, so it's, and it's it's not to say like I prefer them over the Beatles because I feel like if I said that then all of a sudden Paul McCartney <laughs> would come up from behind me and be like you don't mean that and just break my neck or whatever but it's like it's it's cool to hear these in different versions like yeah. to hear you know some especially some songs that were done that were so great for, like from great musicians like the Beatles mm. so yeah I'm like, like again I'm really excited for for this I'm definitely gonna check it out mine i brought a game for you guys um that is is a lot a lot of like a lot of time like in all honesty along the lines of what sean has where it's one of these games where you can sit down and you can play with it i actually talked about this earlier at work for a guy um because he's like okay here's my thing i don't like the internet where i'm at sucks he's basically using his phone for his internet um for his xbox and he has you know two boys and they want to play games. They want to play two-player games. And so he's like, well, what do you recommend that doesn't require internet? And I'm like, uh, sports games, racing games? Um, and then I'm like, oh, there's a game out right now that's free on Xbox Live. If you are free, yeah, free on Xbox Live. If you have Xbox Live with, with their games with gold, it's called Speedrunners. So what it is is a platformer game where you are playing as one of four people on the screen and the object of the game is to be the last one still running um there are power-ups like there's a freeze ray there's a golden grapple where it t- you use that and it goes and grabs the other per- the person ahead of you and pulls them behind and you take their momentum um there's a giant lava boulder that if you hit all three people ahead of you it says strike i'm like yeah um, there's all these other like little power-ups that are so fun and so cool and they have simple ways of that you can defeat it, it you know in like rock paper scissors style um you know i played through these their story there's a very loose story um it's more like just to get you familiar with the arenas to where so you could get on and do multiplayer or do you know with your friends you know local co-op um, because this is one of the few games where you don't need split screen because you know you're just staying on the screen as long as you possibly can as soon as you as soon as you hit the edge boom you're dead and and all that and it's fun it's sur- simple like you know you're going around like like in a circle like you know uh, and counterclockwise for a lot of times um but it it never feels boring you're sitting there looking as you're ju- as you're running like okay could i get here could i get Okay, if I think of, if I get here right, I'm fast, I'm far enough ahead that I can cut through and then just wipe them out. Um, and it's a small little independent game. Like originally, it's fifteen dollars. It's uh, made by Double Dutch Games, and um, there's another group that they're teaming that they teamed up with that I cannot think of their name right now. But it's just it's a fun, so fun, like of like little game here that just you sit there you just sit there have fun you know just sit there run around like easily a game you could play at a party you know with friends and be like and they're just passing the controllers around like all right here you go i I, I, like i lost here you could be the speed runner or buck or like 
or, or in a buckshot or the game the characters are so funny there's one called the falcon it's the the villain from toy story 2 it's al, it's al from al's bar dressed in the chicken outfit <laughs> but yeah that's that is my pick that i bring to you guys cool So that is it for. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna say I have no comment for it because I got a PS4. So anyway. it might be on PS4 too. Um, I just know it. I just know it because it was one of those, like I got an Xbox One, um, what two months ago now, and have been playing it. Like you know, get, getting caught up. Like I like, like I'm dumb and was like, okay, my PC won't play the games that I want, so I'm gonna. I need to play games. And just catching up, like I've been playing through, uh, uh, playing through Assassin's Creed Syndicates, playing through WWE 2K17. Still have like you know like four other you know hundred minute or hundred hour games to go. And then uh, the cool thing because I think PlayStation does a similar thing where they have the free games every you know, month. Every, every month. Um, and so this one was just one that they they did t- they did for you know. Because uh, Microsoft does it like every two weeks, they'll they'll flip out something. Like I heard coming up in the and later this month is um, Watch Dogs actually, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And um, because you know I've been wanting to play Watch Dogs, but I don't necessarily know if I want to spend twenty dollars on it. And so this is you know it's one of those it's it's a great way to to experience games, you know, new games that are out there. Um. Even some of the Xbox 360 games, because I mean, you could luck out and like, oh, I had this game on Xbox 360, but because it doesn't have that true backwards compatibility, or you got to spend, you know, like the five bucks or whatever it is to buy it, it's like, well, okay, I guess I won't do that. Now it's like, do it. And I looked, and it is available on PS4 too. Yeah. And and the thing about the PS PSN is that free game you can download it to your library and it's free forever yes it's not I like it's just a month yeah yeah i believe it's the same with the xbox um the xbox does something else i don't know if playstation does this too but they'll do like free play weekends so you could down like they did um the late not uh wildlands but uh the latest tom the tom clancy game before that um what is the division yeah um, that was like a free play weekend. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm not going to do that because then I'm going to want to go buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> they did that with Overwatch last week too, but that that was yeah. an Overwatch weekend. It's on PC on yeah. on on both consoles. So yeah, yeah. Now, Peter, you, you've got a PlayStation. Have you tried out PlayStation Now by any chance? Uh, which one is streaming service that they have where you, you can stream the games, you get a library of like 500 for $20 a month. No. Uh, I'm sort of keeping, keeping my expenditures low as possible. <laughs> I, I do have the PSN, the, the yearly thing. And, uh, yeah. But, and most most of the games I download are waiting in my library. I haven't even bothered playing with them because I oh. I keep on playing Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> and, uh, I seem to only play Diablo or NHL, so that's all I ever do. But yeah. Yeah, no, it, the PlayStation Now is interesting. It's a lot of PS3 games, 
Um, they even added like a bunch of Sega games. Me and my son were playing Golden Axe the other day. Nice. It's kind of a fun little throwback. I don't know that I'll keep it past the summer. Um, but it'll be fun to, you know, play some of those old games with the kids and, you know, and I've got a six year old and they just added like all of the Lego games just about to it. Um, so he sits and plays those and, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's, I like it for 20 bucks a month, but I don't know that I'd necessarily keep it past the summer when the kids are back in school and not playing as much. So, yeah. Yeah. That like, I I think, uh, Microsoft just did the similar thing with, uh, like it was like Xbox live pass or whatever. Um, like I know some companies like EA has the EA access where for like 40 bucks a year, you get a lot of the games um, you know, for free. Or if you get it right away, you get it for a discount. Like you can get all these, the 2017 sport games right now. Um, and then you can get like, I believe it's 10% off of um, uh, Madden 18, the ultimate Tom Brady, or oh, slightly deflated edition or whatever it is <laughs> and boom you go <laughs> yeah um but i'm in that interest i'm in that similar problem that you are um peter where it's like oh yeah i want to go play the game like i'm probably almost done with assassin's creed syndicate but i'm like i don't know if i really want to play that right now WWE, ah wrestling ah <laughs> you know playing as my guy who looks nothing like me and um looks a little bit like cody rhodes in, in a way and re- just going up and being the authority's bitch and doing all the authority challenges and unlocking all the wrestlers and stuff like that it's like yay <laughs> and then downloading the arenas because the downloaded parts actually really really good except for one person made the raw arena outside i'm like what the fuck are you doing dude but yeah that's <laughs> that's a separate show that's another topic i could talk about forever um so we're gonna go on to the else words but before we do i want to let you guys know that you can help support the show or help us out um do like our hosts do um a lot of times and donate money to our patreon um patreon dot, or patreon.com slash galactic netcast i believe is the website or gncast.com slash support um it's a monthly charge you know, you can do a dollar a month at the at the lowest and help us out. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep keep these streams going and stuff like that. This this is the other part why it took so long is because Sean's internet has been has been cutting out. So if you support, we can get Sean good internet. <laughs> it's a promise I cannot keep. <laughs> You're maybe void in your area. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so the else words this week this is our main topic of the show this is um you know we're going to talk about some real fake bands and some fake real bands um this is all brought on because of a vulture.com article that cory um actually yeah cory submitted in the else nerds uh slack channel and i watched this i'm like oh this is really funny hey and i'm like b do me a favor Put that in the doc because I can't put the in the doc when I'm at work, and so I did. And I haven't even seen the music video yet. I've only I only saw the part with the drums. But basically, so this is uh, Fred Armisen, Adam Paley, and Zoe Lister Jones have a band, and now that band has a music video. The 
uh it's all set in this like other world it's through ifc films who's doing who did the distribution for this well it's basically zoe lister jones was the director of the movie and it's about a a couple that fight all the time and they figure wait instead of fighting let's write songs about the fight and put them out and we'll be success a successful band so they do that and they get their next door neighbor who's played by fred armistan from uh from Saturday Live and and the uh, Portlandia, the, uh, Portlandia, but he's also the 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 band leader for Seth Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers band on the Late Late Show or whatever it's called, and uh, the video is basically an interview of the <laughs> two leads about about the movie, and then it goes into the filming of their video where everything is like. Pepto Bismol pink, and how <laughs> Fred Armisen wants his his drum kit farther closer to the camera, and the other two f- farther back, and the fight between them doing him being the center of attention, and them actually doing the video. So, I didn't watch the whole thing, but that I saw like the beginning and figured about yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's cool. And the so the cool part is with this, and I think will probably be what we'll focus in on, is this is both a fake band and a real band. This in real life, the Dirty Dishes are also a band featuring uh, Lister Jones on bass, Adam Pally on guitar, and Fred Armisen on the sticks, as the article puts it. And they have a real EP streaming anywhere you like to stream music. And and now they have a real good music video, which, as you said, uh, Lister Jones directed this it's it's so i know of a few fake bands um i will start with the one that everyone probably will probably think of and would yell at me if i didn't say um and that is um of course the band on mtv together um no i'm joking that's spinal tap is one i was i I would, would mention first you know there's this fine line between clever and stupid (laughs) <laughs> I, I i crossed it a while back ago i know <laughs> you don't want to go raga no no but so i mean we're i i had a part a way i was going to go with this but it sort of fell apart but i mean so like how like what, what do you guys think of the whole fake band you know real band like fake band becoming a real band thing well i, I mean i for me like my very first concert that i ever went to was a 1984 i guess it was and it was uh the headlining act was the monkeys you know there's your your original fake band becomes a real band sort of thing Uh, they were a lot more talented i think that people give them credit for but i'm gonna just leave that at that before i get the you know too far down the monkeys uh you know love uh exchange there but it's uh I always enjoyed their music and I thought that they were probably, I mean, I, I don't know anybody before them that, that kind of did this. Um, well, there, there was like yeah. about the same time there was the, the uh, Danny Bonaducci and the, the Partridge family. Yeah. The Partridge family. And, and the uh, Brady bunch had, had their Brady bunch band. Yeah. Uh, we got to raise money for the silver platter for mom and dad's anniversary present. 
and then there was like Archie, the Archies, and and Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, and then Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. And I know in the 90s, there was one called The Heights. They had like one song and they were like a Fox show or something like that. Oh, the how do you talk to an angel or something like that? The it was like a the guy pl- was playing a, a boyfriend of not Terry Gar, but the 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 blonde from the original 90210 at some point. He was like a gardener, and and they, well, anyway, like that, and uh, well, the, oh, what was that? Uh, the 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 one with Michael Pere in it, the one that Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh yeah, and uh, and going along with the Spinal Tap, you've got the Kingsman, no, the the Kingsman, the Folksman from A Mighty Wind. And that also gives you Mick and Mickey, Mick and uh, Mickey and Mitch, and the new the new Main Street Singers, and uh, what was the? Uh, can't remember the other any of the other groups on that. And then you've got like uh, I don't know. There's there's tons of oh the the uh, there was a Beatles sort of parody group the and they're not the b sharps because that was that was simpsons uh and there uh, was also the beat alls in the powerpuff girls yeah (laughs) was it the i don't know but yeah the it's it's a it's a big big uh thing meme i guess you might call it of of things having having fake bands and people actually liking what they did and actually going out and doing real gigs. Yeah. One of the things that actually surprised me that it hasn't happened yet is watching, um, talking with Chris Hardwick, um, the episode that they had with James Corden and him talking. And I knew from, you know, cause I watch a lot of English TV to begin with, but hearing him talk about being in school, being in, you know, essentially high school, like middle school and high school and with his friends and his love for boy bands, like, like where he created like seven different bands by all throughout school where the first band, it was, they're just like, yeah. So have you heard of, you know, whatever the name of the band was? Yeah. That's, that's, that's me. That's me. And they never even performed and stuff like that. And then some of the other band names they came up with just for the title, um, you know, just for the fact that it was like it was like a catchy title or whatever, you know, to do like associated with them. And like, so it's like I could I'm surprised we ha- we don't wouldn't see a and I, I used together earlier, um, but like MTV doing another thing like that where it's you've got this fake, um, you know, this this fake band coming up and then at, they start touring in real life and then the one host or one of the guys goes out to be the host of uh cmt's music uh countdown and stuff like that <laughs> or they they become flight of the concords yes and later go on to direct thor ragnarok yeah but we're having a lot of band meetings band meetings <laughs> 
Oh, yes. You've got the wrong type of pants on. You're going to rip your pants, and when you come back from being a werewolf, you're going to be naked. <laughs> I told you, tear away pants. Oh, man. Oh, this is great. Oh, you went from you went from flight to what we do in the shadows. That was great. Um, I'm sort of waiting for you to go to Rex next. <laughs> Just hitting the full Reese Darby filmography yeah, or or, uh, or uh, Voltron. Yeah, or Voltron. <laughs> um. I don't know. Mainly, I just want to. I sort of want to bullshit with that because this the whole thing because you know, it, like the video is is really cool and it's, you know, I mean, Fred Armisen's been in like you know what fifty bands I think by himself, mm. and um, you know, and it did watching the video it did scream like an epi- like a segment from Portlandia, you know, especially with him going, no, I want, no, I want to be up at the front, I want to be at the front. It's like it's almost like he's just going, like yeah, you, you, do you see these symbols here? These were used on pet sounds. and stuff like that um but yeah so um we we can hang out a little bit later but i want to thank you guys i want to thank sean uh, for coming in and you know guest hosting with me and uh where can people find you uh the best place to find me right now is on twitter at s burns pa that's s burns pa at twitter and Peter, what what do you got to plug here, man? I mean, you got you got free, ample time to plug stuff. Yeah, well, I I haven't been done it in the last couple of weekends, but on Sundays I do a thing I call the joy of image manipulation, where I take pictures and make them into different things. I've I've done uh, I took a picture of a train and made it look like it was from the 1930s, and I've I've turned a cat into a vampire cat. And I've made a uh, a propaganda photo of of Jury and his him and Diamond Club's bid to take over the world with a map in the <laughs> background, and and the like I said called Joy of Image Manipulation. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. It's under my name, Peter Fisher. If you want to look for it, it's it's I don't I'm. To tell the truth, the biggest video I have has six views on it. So it's their uh, YouTube's not knocking down my door to give me a a a a a, a, a check or a takedown notice. A check or or the uh, the uh, the link as a special link that you go. Oh, just go to join the mission and you're there. And uh, but that's one thing. Also, uh, if you're going to be at Nerdtacular in the Utah in the, well, you know, in a month or even less, uh, we're going to do what we've been doing for the last three of them since Scott hasn't done an official movie. I think the last one was Brave that we saw that was an official Nerdtacular event. the Sunday after Nerdtacular, a bunch of us are going to go down to the valley and see a movie all together. So uh, look in the Tadpool group on Facebook or the there's a thing going on in the Extra Life forums too about it. So uh, look out, look for this face at, at Nerdtacular or or look in in the places on the internet and find out where we go, where and when we're going. 
And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Tina underscore podcast, which is a podcast I'll eventually do at some point once I get around <laughs> to uh, figuring out how I can do a either do a a, a, a improv podcast by myself or find someone that wants to go with me. And uh, we're also in development for another podcast with my old uh, co-host from IDAP that that was on Blazing Caribou, uh, Stacy, Stacy Baldwin and Reese Dunlap, and that that's also in development. Heck, but uh, oh wait, you said we can we can swear liberally. Yes, is that is that is that right, or can we uh, swear uh, conservatively as well? Um, for uh, I, equal, equal I, time. I te- yeah, yeah. I, I tend to follow B- the BBC rules. You, you can, you know, if, if you if you swear at liberals, we then have to swear at conservatives, and then we then have to swear at the, at um, you know, the Green Party, and okay, you know, no, no one gives a fuck about the. So then it's in in development hell. Oh, that sounds felt good to say. Yeah, it's in in development hell, but we'll eventually get it out at some point. But that's basically what I have to say, and that is is and was to and all is. Nice. Um, so real quick, you can uh, contact us by leaving us a voicemail at three at eight oh five three two eight three nine six six, or you can email us mail at elsnerds.com. I will read or listen to all of that if we get it. Um, and all of our subscription options can and links can be found over at gncasts.com slash subscribe. And you can find our Facebook page, facebook.com slash galactic netcast. Come join us. Join the conversation over there. Uh, excuse me. You can follow the show on Twitter or the network at Nerds at Galactic Neck. Uh, excuse me, Netcasts. And you can follow our producers who are both off on assignments or sleeping at Beatmaster80 and at Mr. Underscore Fusion. You can find me at that Gregor. You can find all of Corey's things over at Don't Ask, Don't Ask Comics.com. And the final thing to be said is this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you guys next time. Or else. Now, does Mr. Fusion get you 6.8 gigawatts? Actually, yes. Yes, he does. Good. Good. Yeah, that's that's Evan Rockty for you, for the folks um, not knowing who 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 is who, who and who, 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 who.
knowing who 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 is who who and who 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 knowing who 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 is who who and who 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 knowing who 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 is who who and who 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 who